Hit the lights. You've discovered the Half Watt Podcast. We want to educate and entertain by tapping into the most trusted source of new technology, the ones installing and innovating it. You, the tradespeople that build from the ground up. Join us as we talk with industry leaders, veteran contractors, and even some young blood. Welcome aboard. My guest today is Dave Gilson from Terabyte Technologies. Uh, Dave is uh, also an instructor uh, with me uh, for the uh, great state of Oregon. Dave, welcome aboard. Thanks. Good to be here. Yeah, appreciate it. Tell me about Terabyte. What does Terabyte do? Terabyte started in 2003. Mm -hmm. Um, I call it Limit Energy Solutions as a tagline. Uh, I offer all types of aspect of the Limit Energy uh, systems to my customers. Nice. Anywhere from a data wire to a camera to access to fire alarm. And they they really like calling the one the one number. Yeah, and then and just having you be the, the like the sole source. Yep. So you do it all. You do you I've seen you do fire and and uh, do you do access control yeah. and oh wow. The, I the one thing I won't install is nurse call. I will okay. service it but I don't like to install it. <laughs> Not doing the nurse call. <laughs> <laughs> so what got you into this trade? How how did you how did you jump into limited energy? Oddly, um, I got into the electronics piece of it mm -hmm. and was building, you know, the electrical electronic widgets for a, a company in Oregon. And they had an opening in their internal networking department mm -hmm. to hook people up to at the time was a mainframe. You know, a dumb terminal coax connection to a mainframe. Now you're now you're aging yeah, yourself. I'm just saying I know well, I'm, I'm going you do old. you boo, but <laughs> <laughs> but that's what started me getting into the cabling. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the contractors that we had coming in when it was larger projects and we could do ourselves that would come in and do the uh, additional wiring for us was looking for somebody to uh, come to work for him. No kidding. And I decided that, that was in 1986. I took that leap. So that's how long you've been in this industry. Really? Yeah. yeah. And where are you from originally? Uh, out of Utah. Out of Utah. At Provo, I think it was? Yes. Yeah. So, and then... So you didn't really work in that industry in Utah. It's all been in Oregon. Right. My dad was a general contractor. I did that while I was there. Well, so you've been in the construction trade all your life. Yes. But this is your the, the specialty. Yes. When did you start teaching? Uh, that was 2002. Okay. So that's been a while as well. Yeah. Now, <laughs> and, and for those of you who don't know Dave, uh, he is uh, my boss in the in the teaching world as well. So Dave is the the uh, head instructor for all the limited energy program here in in our neck of the woods. Is it just what, what do we call it district or? Uh, it, yeah, it's the area. The area one. Area one. Area one. And so uh, so I've worked for you uh, to since 2013. That's you're dating yourself too. I, well, I'm old. I mean, let's be honest <laughs> with you that. But the. Um, well, so so Dave and I have worked together uh, as instructors, and I've even actually worked with you in the field a couple of times yeah. when you needed some specialty work done. Yeah. I've uh, I work up in in uh, the great state of Washington, so I can do some work up there for you, which is great. So uh, as far as the the limited energy program goes, uh, would you say that Oregon is is pretty? is pretty advanced in that or are we sort of behind the curve or uh, actually as i get around the country with uh, some of the positions i hold through the mm -hmm. apprenticeship and training uh oregon has the one of the largest apprenticeship programs 
and uh, probably one of the best is set up and you know functioning really? uh, with the equipment, the hands-on pieces that uh, a lot of them just don't have. So, so explain that. You mean that? It, so, so when you say you go around the country, what, how, why, why are you doing that? I thought you were in Oregon. Uh, well, I'm, as part of the IEC piece of it, um, I'm getting involved in their apprenticeship and training. In the last couple of years, I've actually actually been the chairman of their apprenticeship and training. So that gets me involved in going so wait, around. You're the chairman of the whole apprenticeship and training like committee for, for IEC. For IEC? Yeah, national. Wow. Yeah. That's that's well, a big position. Yeah, well, I don't know. I get to drive the bus. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 you've got a chance to actually look into the programs in other states and they yes. don't just don't offer this? No. And those that say they do when you really start digging into it. It's pieces. It's not a full program. You know, they'll do certain sections of it. The closest uh, that I've seen is Pixie uh, certification through mm-hmm. the data side of things. That's the closest I've seen to any kind of apprenticeship program. But nothing that really includes fire or... If it is, it's that special training only. They don't do anything. Mm-hmm. And, and what I have seen of that is I have yet to see somebody really training full systems. Really? It's, you know, the basics, how to wire it, how to set it up. But when it comes to the programming, they're, they're still not doing it. So in in, uh, in in my experience, and of course, I just teach a couple of classes. And, you know, I for, for those of you who don't know me, I teach uh, fire alarm systems, uh, a class called Specialized Controls, and then the basic codes, which is uh, basic trades, which is where the, the apprentices who just come off the street or folks that are just getting into the program, I should say, um, are, it's their first exposure to uh, teaching and really in, in this whole this whole entity that we have. What do you teach? Well, I started out in the very upfront training uh, with the program uh, doing the, it wasn't called the introduction. It was, uh, it was a first and then a second class getting people involved. The classes were named differently, but it was essentially that introductory class uh, data communications is one that I've been mm-hmm. teaching a long time, and I've been teaching the National Electrical Code uh, test prep for the students. Uh, they have to get a state license here. Okay. And so getting them ready for that exam, getting familiar with the code book, it's really all about being able to navigate the code, answer questions in a certain amount of time or a short period of time, really. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's a, it's a time test, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It is. I, I took it a long time ago. I, I'm sure you had a JLE to begin with. Yes. And I did too. And then I didn't have enough endorsements to just qualify for an LEA, so I had to pick another class and all that <laughs> stuff. But um, I remember taking the test, and it didn't really have all limited energy questions on Absolutely it. Absolutely not. So there are just all kinds of it is. high it's, voltage It's stuff a navigational of the book, and it doesn't, and it's rightfully so. I mean, yeah. it should be how can I find my way around in that book, regardless of what it is I'm doing. It'd be like a driver's manual or something like that. Can I find my way around in there? What those different sections are, even though I may not be doing it, I should be able to find where it's at. That's true. That's true. So, do we have a, a lot of a lot of folks that take this test and 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 pass it the first time, or do we have a lot of folks that have to take it over and over again, or how how is how's what's our success rate? In the past, it was not very good. Mm-hmm. Um, you could almost judge by the gr- letter grade that they were getting. I could almost put them in a category and tell them this group would not pass the first time. This group may pass. Really? This group will pass. 
and it was really sad to be that predictive of it. Mm-hmm. And we implemented some changes in the program, uh, some better uh, materials, resources for them to use. And so the pass rate's gone up. The scores have gone up. Uh, last year, just as an example, we had one class take f- uh, 15, take the test the same day. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what, for whatever reason, all 15 passed. Wow. Wow. So, yeah. So that's this, so that class would be considered 100% success. Yes, 100%. But that, and that's a little, you know, unusual. There's usually out of something like that, that number we'd probably have two or three that wouldn't have passed. But yeah. that just happened to be one that really stood out. So I would say with Oregon, we've with our program here and the way that we're set up, and we're producing all these electricians at a at a pretty pretty significant rate. I know all the classes I've taught have been relatively full. I, yes. mean, I haven't had any any really light classes in, in my years of teaching. Um, we are, it seems to me like we're just consistently putting out a lot of folks into the program. So, you know, in on some of our discussions, we, we look at Oregon as this, as this, I don't know, trend-setting state. Are there other states that are trying to adopt what we're doing here, or is that is this just an Oregon-only thing? Uh, you know, uh, I, there's a want. Mm-hmm. I don't know uh, if they have that requirement, and hopefully what this is going to – my goal with this with IEC is to bring in that untapped resources of membership. Okay. Right now they're looking at the electrical-only side of things, mm-hmm. and if their contractor membership happens to do some of the low-voltage or limited energy work – then they'll, you know, pick up some of that training amongst their chapter currently. But there's no established program. And I think once we establish this program, then I think there's going to be a bigger uh, uh, want mm-hmm. from those chapters to bring in new membership then because then we have something to really to offer that industry. Nice. Excellent. Well, that's uh, that, that makes me happy. Obviously, I like to teach, and I, I know that you do too. Otherwise, we... You wouldn't, you wouldn't be doing it. And I never thought I would, to be honest. I, I didn't, I, you know, I kind of, in my experience in the military, I thought, well, I, you know, I would love to teach again. But what I taught in military is nothing like it out here. Right. And, um, you know, my own experience in getting in and teaching was as a substitute. And I got involved with the program by, uh, by going in front of the, the committee and, and bringing up one of my apprentices who I didn't feel had, had ample training. Uh-huh. And, and they said, well, put up or shut up. If, if you don't like it, change it, get yep. in there and do something. Don't, you know, come help us. And so I threw my hat in the ring as a substitute teacher. And then when one of the teachers left, boom, there I was. And I haven't looked back. Like yeah. I just have not looked back. It's and just, the training's improved. And the training has improved. And, and, and it really has, you know, and, and now, one of the things that I've told my apprentices in every class that I've taught is that I don't expect my apprentices to, you know, match my skills or come close to my skills. I expect them to eclipse me. I expect yes. you to crush me. Yes. And they have. I work for one of my one of my own students is my manager at my company, and my direct coordinator was was my apprentice. <laughs> And one of my students. So, and I know that you're, that you own your own company and, you know, you don't really, you know, you don't want to have anybody that you, that works for you or you work for them other than your, and your, uh, your, your customers. Uh, but for a guy who is out there doing the, you know, doing this job, 
Uh, I'm really proud of the fact that I work for two yeah. of my own students. Yeah. Well, and as an instructor, that's about all you can, you know, you can give them the best information. And like you say, educate them better than I was educated. Mm -hmm. uh, sadly, in the field, most of their superiors or trainers or journeymen in the field that are trying to give them the OJT training in mm -hmm. the field don't want to teach them everything they know. Yeah, isn't that isn't that strange to reserve? I, I, I don't know if it's they feel threatened by oh, the new yeah. guy coming on the block. I don't know, but you're right. In my mind, I want that person to be much better in the field than I was. I agree. And, and I, I thought it was a military thing, but... Uh, you know, because I, I served in the Navy, but uh, you didn't you didn't do any military time, and no. that's the same. And you have the same exact idea, so it's not a military. Because in the military, if if I'm going to sleep and you're on watch, I want to make sure that you know what you're doing, that's so right. I can wake up. <laughs> I don't want to wake up dead. That's a terrible way to go. So uh, that when that's my whole premise, and, and here I thought I had some sort of exclusive thing going well, on, and, and the just the name of the podcast here, the Half Watch Show. I mean, that used to be a derogatory comment mm -hmm. to us out there in the field, and it's almost a badge of honor anymore. I, I like it. You know, yeah. it's, it didn't, it, we're flipping those tables around because I think the the quality of the uh, installer, the journeyman, the apprentice, and the quality of the training have really improved. I agree. The installations look cleaner than they ever have, so. Yeah, and, and that is that is one thing, is is that we, you know, since you and I know a lot of the players and a lot of the, a lot of the companies, you know, involved, I have... I have noticed that a lot of uh, I'll, I'll just I'll just uh, I'll just pick on Point Monitor. Okay, Point Monitor has uh, I don't even know how many apprentices Mark right. has, has has cranked out, but I can tell when I show up on a site where they pulled wire, like it shows. It's yep. it's clean, it's neat, it looks good, uh, and he, and all of his apprentices know everything there is know about pulling wire. They're excellent at it, and yep. so I I appreciate the fact that. That somebody who's who you know came in the industry and built a company from scratch, just like you did, built built a company and made it happen and employed people and is moving in the industry and having positive results everywhere they go. Yep. And that's what that's what it's all about. That's me, right. You know, and and having worked for a couple of different contractors uh, in my time, I uh, I appreciate I appreciate. When I when I show up and it's and everything's there when I when I and as a fire alarm person when I when I show up and I find all the record of completions and and all the as built drawings <laughs> everything in a box that says hey all the records are here the stuff you know? that's supposed to be all there. the stuff that's supposed to be there <laughs> just like the code says who knows so, uh, how about with with Oregon and the rules here uh, where the state you know mandates how the students are trained and how the apprentices are going to go through. Is that common across the country? Oh, absolutely it? not. This is, okay. a, this is a unique breed here. Okay. Um, in other parts of the country, you have either the, the union training program. Sometimes you'll have uh, an independent training program. Mm -hmm. The problem with those is the OJT hours. No, so they can, they can, that can create some problems. And then the other is the merit shop, and that's dominated through IEC. In fact, IEC trains about, they're the largest electrical training contractor in the country. Roughly about. IEC is? Yeah, roughly no, about. Roughly I did about, not know that. Yeah, roughly about 90% of the electricians that are trained in the country are trained through an IEC curriculum. I had no idea. I, I would have assumed it would have been 
you know, yeah, the, the yeah, union shops or something. I know. You would think that yeah. the percentage would be t- uh, way different than that, but it's... No kidding. Yeah. Huh. Pretty amazing. That is really amazing. And so with so with IEC setting up, well, I mean, shop here in Oregon, obviously, um, I know that we've done a lot of curriculum development, you and I, to, to sort of uh, standardize some of the books that we're using. Yes. Even My Ugly Mug is even on... <laughs> <laughs> one of the one of the books. Uh, tell us about that because I know that we have we have control over some of the content. Yeah, so I, I, I'm going to kind of lead into that Go with ahead. your question about the the uniqueness of Oregon and mm-hmm. how that works. In the other states, the IEC program, as I mentioned, was the the apprenticeship program to go through. In Oregon, we have the the union training mm-hmm. and an open shop training that's the merit shop, but. The uniqueness is here in Oregon is you do not have to belong to IEC to receive the training. Oh, really? In other states, that's the case if you're going to be trained through the IEC material. This one's set up differently, and I have we have to take in anybody that wants the training. So any other group anybody that wants out to participate there, can. Yes. And they don't have to. They don't have to go through any of the hoops that. No, the okay. only caveat is they have to have a training sponsor. They're, mm-hmm. they're a contractor sponsoring through the training program, but they there's no requirements. You have to belong to uh, the IEC program in order to be in the apprenticeship. Huh. A lot of people still do because of the additional benefits, though. Yeah, that's I can see that. And and that's the area where I think that is the ripe fruit getting ready to be picked. You know, with mm-hmm. uh, bringing in that additional. Um, curriculum to open the doors for the other contractors that outside the electrical industry and getting more into like the fire alarm contractors, the the access entry and bringing all those folks into the association as well. Okay. I did not know that. That this is in, and I, I, you know, uh, sat on the committee for a year, the ANT committee for a year. And I'm kind of, kind of, it was a little overwhelming because, yes. because I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know what, just know exactly what I was doing, um, but it's it. I I did get a look at a couple of different states and the how how they do their program. Georgia was the one that I'd actually was a little more familiar with. Yep. And the gentleman down there, there's a there's a gentleman for IEC that teaches in Georgia, Mike, who's Mike, just yep. fabulous. I thought I was good until I until I met him, and uh, I'll take a back seat to that. Uh, what, when he talked about limited energy, he took me in his lab and, and said, well, this is it. This is all I have, and I've only taught it once or twice. Yeah. And it was a bunch of, you know, notifier panels on the wall, and, there, and there was nothing else. There was no... That's right. There was no access control. There was there was just about seven or eight fire panels, and... And it's driven by contractor demand. It's not uh, by a complete program. It's just our contractors in this area need this kind of training, so they set it up. Wow. So the training that we're getting ready to develop is is modularized like that for mm-hmm. that, but it'll also be a a full apprenticeship program as well. Nice, nice. Well, I do like having control over the content. Yes. Because using someone else's materials, and I've been teaching out of the same book now for years. You know, it would be nice to have content that is more specific, especially um, especially when it comes to PLCs. And to me, everything is a PLC. Everything is a programmable logic controller, whether you whether you like it or not. And, it, right. and if you don't know how to program one, in whatever language it needs to be programmed, uh, wake up because that's because everything's going that way. That's right. It's all connected to the internet as well. Oh yeah, all of it's connected to the internet. 
And we, uh, uh, you and I have talked about power over Ethernet lighting and, and LED lighting. Can you can you talk about some of that? I would like to I would like people here to know just how big of an industry this is going to become if it isn't already. So the there. The, the POE lighting, um, I'm most familiar with that one uh, mm -hmm. over the LED. LED is I'm starting to get involved with that. So more. there's two different things. There are the okay. uh, the POE is a uh, um, more of your traditional white light uh, can light would be, you know, in a okay. uh, in an office building or home. Uh, they are obviously though they're expanding that technology and the styles, but that's what I would compare PoE lighting to be more like. Okay. LED uh, is does provide some of that uh, lighting, standard lighting in a in a room, but they're also from doing additional things, signage and that kind of stuff with the LED lighting. So the LED lighting okay. has a little bit of a different application than what the PoE lighting does. Strongly would suggest getting into both, okay. because the customers are going to probably co you know be close to having they're going to want both in their facility at some point. That makes sense. One one for the lighting for your lighting throughout the facility, and one for the showing show off type. You mm -hmm. know the 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 glitz that goes on. Well, now so with Poe, that's a low voltage installed product. Yes. So it so it takes the high, and I'm not trying to knock high voltage folks, but it, it takes the high voltage, you know, the guy who's the alignment or the guy who's wiring two seventy seven out of the out of the of the Yeah. Of the Yeah. Oh, and it places it squarely in our field. Yes. So if, if you're a low voltage or limited energy contractor, uh, that's a wide open market that I would strongly suggest. If I wasn't the age of close to retirement that would be the business avenue no, I'd be going after. I thought you after. were 29. I, 29 times maybe three. <laughs> <laughs> Two and a half so anyway. If, if, you weren't, if you weren't already engaged, you would you would consider you know working on... Oh, yeah, This because the market is wide open and nobody is really jumping into it very heavily because mm -hmm. it's an unknown. Everybody doesn't like change, right? right? Change is hard, but it's opportunity as well. Yeah. And the opportunity here is the lighting package. Okay. And in the electrical side of things, the lighting package is roughly, I'm going to say roughly about 60% of the job. Really? Now, if I'm going to lose 60% of my product, uh, the job to, a, the, to the POE, the limited energy folks, I would think you would want to get mm -hmm. in and take some training on that. I would think so too. And right now they're just, everybody's sitting back waiting and that's the opportunity still, and it's really been out there for a couple of years. Yeah, it has, because you and I talked about POE a couple of years ago. Yeah. You went to a, didn't you go to a place in, it was in Canada, but wasn't it a Canadian product that you talked about where it had, or it was a building or something where you had, where they had all this lighting in there and they yes. were able to tell the occupancy, you know, tell me some about that, because so, I thought that was pretty yeah, interesting. Yeah, that was a, a hotel, a Marriott Hotel in Fort Worth, actually. Oh, okay. Well, that's definitely not Canada. Not close, you know, <laughs> just across the border. Fort Worth, Canada. <laughs> but uh, they did a case study on it, you know, that uh, the buildup of the building uh, through POE mm -hmm. devices as well as uh, standard electrical. And as they went to build the building, they decided to go with the POE devices. Mm -hmm. A lot because of the reduction in power in the end, okay. you know, the, the less power being drawn. Uh, also, more so, I think, for the feedback, the intelligence. It's a data circuit. 
even though we may be driving lights, you know, voltage or wattage down that wire mm-hmm. to turn a light on and off, there's also the ability to run the data down back and forth on that wire as well. So back, so just backbones on top of the power. Yep. And, and so now we can send intelligence on a lighting circuit. So the so the lights in a given area, you said that there were some of them that had sensors to tell, like the cleaning staff, which rooms had been occupied, which rooms had not. Right. And so if there had no one, if they, if they cleaned a room one day and they hadn't gone in there, the the system told them the that, which says there's no reason to go in and send anybody right, in that With room. all that intelligent feedback, you have that ability. Right. You know, and, and before, you know, it's for the most part, before you'd walk in, it might be a motion center, turn on a light, mm-hmm. but there was no feedback to anybody that said, yeah, it, it turned on and and people were in there. So cleaning staff would still go in. and That's excellent. So it, it's a reduction all over. But in, in the end, they saved... Uh, find uh, almost six hundred thousand dollars by wow. by using the PoE lighting versus traditional lighting, and it was it was strange. Yeah, there was a huge. Uh, that's a huge. That's a huge difference. Yeah, but wow. there was there was also a huge the big dollar amount in the PoE system was in the the network infrastructure. Okay, I mean it was a couple hundred thousand dollars just in the switches and all that, you know, the PeeWee mm-hmm. switches and the central building of it. It was a very expensive line item on the bid. Mm-hmm. But when you start seeing the savings overall, uh, it was pretty remarkable in the comparison. At the time, there was a technology hadn't quite come out yet for some of the devices. Mm-hmm. So they decided to install electrical outlets because they weren't sure that technology would be there. That would have added another two hundred thousand dollars savings to that project. But had they trusted, had they had they had they gone ahead and gone with the design without the outlets, it probably would have saved another couple hundred grand and about seven hundred thousand dollars on a building. That's that's that's, 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 that's a head turner to the builder. Right, and everything's running Cat Six, so it's like yeah. it's easy and it's plugged. Right, it's all plug. You it's plug it in the plug it in play for the most part. You plug just, and play. You have to be concerned about wattage is all. Right, and, and I know that they did some studies to make sure that they knew exactly how much power Cat6 could carry and how many bundles of Cat6 you could have yes. together because of that was a concern. Because yep. if you had too much, obviously your bends are, are critical, but if you had a, a bundle that was too big, it could, the inner... The heat. The heat. Yeah, We're could, creating heat now. Right. Yep. So for the first time, and it's 24-gauge wire, isn't that right? Uh, 23 for the Cat6. 23 for Cat6. So it's... So if if you're able to carry your lighting on 23 gauge wire <laughs> versus what you would normally run, right, which is 277, yeah, and then you might be able to fudge a little bit on the neutrals. They have they have a way of collecting their neutrals different on the high voltage side. You know, where they can use a smaller gauge for stop. I, I, somebody explained it to me once, and my eyes crossed because I'm not a high voltage guy. <laughs> but interesting. Well, and and we're headed to 90 watts. No with kidding. this PoE, so it's amazing of the all the things that we'll be able to drive without having the 110 outlet mm-hmm. to power give power source to the to the unit that's out there. So the world's changing, and well, uh, I mean, it's it, ripe for us to take it. It is. It is ripe. It is. It is. I mean, because if it, you know, it, we already in Oregon, we already have obviously a fire alarm. We already have uh, Berg and. Uh, Access control, data, datacom. 
um, cameras, and all the cameras are almost all IP cameras yep. now. There's, there's, I don't know that anybody's using standard. You're just re services for the most part, re you know, replacement yeah. and service work. But yeah, everything that's going in is IP. And, and everything is, and everything's com computer based. I mean, if you, if you're not computer literate at this point, you need to be because that's just the name. That's customers just driving that. No, no. And so, yeah, it seems to POE would be. And then I know that there's another technology with the LEDs that, well, I don't know exactly how to how to speak to it, but it's where they're doing like Wi-Fi, but Li-Fi. It's it's yeah. some sort of 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 where your phone isn't picking up, you know, the 2.5 or 5 gig signals. It's actually off the off the lights. Off of the lights. Yes. So everywhere you go, the lights are are carrying the data. And of course, the bandwidth would be higher yep. because you're you're at a much higher frequency. Te technology. <laughs> technology. That's why you got to have that current books. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, the other only other thing I see, you know, in our future is photovoltaics, and that's still being run. Uh, the large photovoltaics are still being run by high voltage folks because you're you know running them all through microinverters and yeah. feeding it back on the on the uh, grid. And I I can appreciate that, but it seems to me. That if if you wired POE lighting, you have at least reduced the fire risk. Because yes. anything one twenty two forty or two seventy seven that arcs is going to cause a fire or or real close to it. Yeah, you're roughly talking forty eight fifty volts right in that area for POE. Yeah, that's and the nothing. wattage you know goes up to ninety watts roughly. So hmm. it's yeah, it's nothing in comparison. So. And and how many appliances do we all have now that plug in? Like like even my laptop, the the one I'm using now that that my company gave me is uh, powers up off of a USB C. Yeah. Which means I can actually power it off of. Obviously, I need a larger power supply for it, but it's that's a standard yep. connection now is a USB C. Well, now we're wiring USB right into. Right into the outlets, yep. crying out loud. Yep. So I, it seems to me that a lot of the equipment that we're actually working is just not even high voltage anymore. It's no, all low voltage. No, and, and you look at your TVs anymore, they've always, almost every one of them has the 110 to some kind of a DC voltage right. adapter in line with right. it. And that's where we're going to be able to, like I say, uh, large screen TVs, uh, display TVs will be able to drive through PoE. That's awesome. Laptops, all and it is, and it is all right in our wheelhouse. It is so. So by training all these electricians that we've trained over the years, you know, and they're all out there, and obviously a lot of them are, are doing their own companies or are working for folks that are that are entrepreneurs. I mean, I I think that I think that if there was somebody willing to pick up the POE flag and run with it, yeah. I think. Uh, I would love to. I would love to to hear how well it went. I mean, well, you could. I, I would imagine a business would explode in the lighting yeah. end of it. I, I'm in the same boat you you are. I'm I'm too old to pick up new things. I'd rather do this or yeah. you <laughs> <Yep. know>, something. <laughs> I use my mouth. I'm good at that. All right. Well, welcome back. So what we left off with was talking about POE and. And, uh, uh, you know, I think we had just hit the, the devices and stuff like that uh, on POA. Let, let me ask you about this. What is the Internet of Things? 
It is in pretty much anything that's connected to the internet. It's the it's a buzzword mm-hmm. that they use or an acronym they're using just so that's for I, that's IoT. IoT devices that connect to the internet, and they're calling that the 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 Internet of Things. Okay, so you and I were talking in the break that that in 2019 they they had 10 billion, roughly 10 billion devices connected to the Internet of Things. And what do they think if COVID hadn't a Put the damper on everybody's life for a couple of years. Where do they think they were going to be in 2025? That that curve was tenfold. They expected a hundred billion devices to be connected. Billion devices. You can't you can't create the demand or fill the demand of qualified people to install that. This is this is. This is the construction industry so, being so that's right the, here. That's the hole that we're trying to fill, yep. and and it's it's moving in in six years. It's ten. It's it's tenfold. Tenfold in six years. And so that puts us as limited energy technicians squarely in the right industry. Yes. Flat out. Yes. Yeah, I, and I tell my students the same thing. I said, I said, whether you knew it or not, you stumbled into a fantastic career field because this will always this will always pan out and um, you were you were saying that that folks are retiring faster than we can fill those positions so you've got two things happening right you've got folks retiring that you have to backfill those positions you still have technology that isn't changing that needs to be and I'm, I'm a fire alarm guy so <laughs> I know all about old technology yep. there but then you've also got this this expansion and this need to fill it and and it's you're saying it's basically almost an impossible task it, it, it is i mean you're right i mean we look back at, at what we were training to in the past was you know a dozen type of low voltage limit energy systems mm-hmm. and technology is, <laughs> is is that's a small number anymore you know, so many other uh, devices and technologies increased out there. So you have opportunities to go off and do other things outside of that normal, what was the normal groove. Mm-hmm. And so I'm still not, even though we're producing people, they may be grabbing that new technology and we're not backfilling where we needed to backfill. Right. So it's, we'll never, I don't think we'll, personally, I don't think we'll ever get there. So that just means that the opportunities, the growth, are just this is they're here and here to stay for a long time. Yeah, I I know that I have told my uh, my students that, and I, uh, I'm sure you do the same thing. But we go around the class and we all introduce ourselves, mm-hmm. and I talk about you know who I am, and where I came from, and where were you, what did you do before here. I have a I have a lot of students who have had other careers. I mean careers like they have gone to college. They've got I've had a couple of students with a master's degree yep. and one PhD come through, but but a bunch of folks with master's and a bunch of folks with bachelor's and and they're not working in the field they trained in. So so here they and I, I'm certainly not knocking you having a bachelor's degree. Please don't no, please no. please don't let me down like a rabbit animal and take me out of my misery. But the the you you spend all that time in college and you pay all that money and you get all that debt. And then you will wind up coming out working in a trade where I've had a couple of students that are like 19. They just got out of high school. And those are the ones I go, ring, ring, ring. Look, stay in this industry 
<laughs> don't get out, right? Just keep plugging along. Get your 401ks filled up. Make sure that you've set yourself up because you're in a good position in 30 years to be done. Yep. Like you could literally retire if you played your cards right, right? And those, and those of us who are over the hill, me included, <laughs> we're, we're still out here working, right? Yep. But I had to be 19 and known, if I didn't know then what I know now, I really seriously would be driving a Corvette and retired is where I would be, <laughs> right? As I'm eyeballing that stingray of yours. So uh, I just, I think that it's, it's, I think it's imperative for people to know that. Yeah. That, that you can get a college degree and, and, I, and I super appreciate that because that may be your passion, but if you need to come and work in a trade, that's okay too. Well, and, and I think where some of the issue has been with college is they don't investigate the job in once they have the degree. Oh, really? It's, I don't think the job is investigated well enough up front. Okay. You know, and, and nothing, colleges, I mean, they're, they're wonderful, but they will train you in whatever you want. Mm-hmm. They don't counsel you well enough to say there's a job in the end when you get done with that training. Right. Or, or maybe there's only two positions. Or there's yeah. only two jobs there's out two there. two jobs like that. Yeah, great that's your passion, mm-hmm. but there's realistically, there's yeah. not much employment out there in that industry where through the trades, you're pretty much sponsored to go into that training program. So you pretty much have the job yeah. before you get in. Or as you get in, you have that job. So that isn't there. That that issue isn't there. And if you were to take a, let's say you take that college route and go for the four-year degree, mm-hmm. I want to, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's about roughly an $80,000 is the average college debt you walk away with. Yeah. And if I just come out of college, I'm probably not going to be able to afford a good payment on that loan. Mm-hmm. So I'm probably paying the minimum for a long time. And if you take that and amortize that out, even if you're getting that an hour job working through the trades it's amazing how long you go before the two lines cross oh I get it I see what you're saying yeah so if you if you and and of course a lot of employers will help do tuition reimbursement yes here and not I mean here in our program so you could conceivably work get tuition reimbursement right get your books reimbursed while you're working, come out of it three years later with an LEA, if that's yep. what you're going for, and- Making 65,000 yeah, a year 65 right now. grand a year, which I think is a, is, a, is a much better, I think is a much better deal. Yes. I mean, I, I having, having been surrounded by electricians now for, since I've been out in the military, uh, I don't know any other, I don't know any other way. You know, I, I don't know how many people I've, talked to and coaxed into the program or, you know, helped encourage to be a part of it um, a lot, Yeah, you know, and, and I, I make it a point on every class I've ever taught to give my number out. Everybody knows it. Even when I change jobs, like I have this recently um, to call me yeah. if they got issues and, and I will do my best to, to, to help you on, you know, help you get unvapor locked. If they if you're stuck <laughs> on something, I had a client one time, I had a, I had a kid call me one time. He was really stuck on a, on a duct detector and duct detectors are terrible to wire. If you don't understand conventional duct detectors, 
they're terrible. If you've got three or four, you've got to wire them all the alarm contacts first and then double back through the trouble contacts. And I've explained this to, uh, uh, and just said, like, uh, just pull the wire, I'll do it. <laughs> Sometimes make, it's easier. Let's make my life easier. Step aside. Well, and I, I hope that the electricians start to embrace more of this type of uh, technology because it is becoming a low voltage or limited energy world. It is. Fast. It is. Now, the, the, the folks that work with me, the high voltage guys that work with me, uh, have been doing fire, exclusively fire wiring for us. Uh, well, since I had a 16 year hiatus from that employer, uh, they one of the guys has been there the whole time. So uh -huh. he was an apprentice when I was there before and now he's running the show. And uh, phenomenal, phenomenal wire. Like, like hands down, these guys are top notch. Good. But they're working in the low voltage world as high voltage people. And then they have the advantage of, of they can do it all right on site. So yep. if you need 120, they can drop it and then they can do all the low voltage stuff too. It's 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 a rarity, you know. Uh, I can probably count on two hands the uh, number of high voltage folks I've run into who are who are phenomenal at at fire and everything else. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And I I certainly don't begrudge them because uh, I I did have a student the other day ask me if I could do it again, would I be a high voltage person? And I said no. Absolutely <laughs> I, not. Absolutely not. That I stuff will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> First off, I didn't want to be swept into a dustpan at the end of the day, uh, and I have I have had you know joke with high voltage folks at work, especially when they're suiting up to go into medium voltage, and I'm come scooting by going, "Oof, well I I'm gonna go work at a door magnet. Uh, uh, hope everything goes okay." <laughs> if I hear a big boom, I know it didn't. But uh, you know, it it's it's a it's a matter of uh, of choice for me. I like the technology, and I like what I work on, and I like the safety aspect of it in my own world. Yep. You know, I can I know I'm going to come home at night. Yep. And uh, and that's just that maybe I'm just a wimp. I don't know. No. That's no. just me. Well, and it's I'm, uh, there's more technology. There's constant learning in the limited mm -hmm. energy industry as well. On the electrical side, there's code changes and the product doesn't doesn't change yeah, I, I mean about you know that. what i mean it doesn't, it doesn't change that much the technology doesn't change a lot to mm. it they get some features they'll update some features and stuff in them but the overall technology and they did go from red wire nuts to tan yeah right. they're getting there i mean so and, and, and they are they are making some because of the threat of the poe they are starting to bring some intelligence mm -hmm. into their lights now but I, I, it's a dual circuit yeah so I'm I'm concerned. It's I and I think they're playing catch up. I I think you're I think you're right. So I think you're we'll, right. We'll see how this plays out. <laughs> but I do I do enjoy the the uh, I enjoy what I do. I I enjoy the te the de the technological aspect of it. I was writing some. Uh, I work on simplex systems, so I was writing some uh, code on an old simplex panel today, and uh, it it you know when you're dealing with old logic because these are old 4100 pluses uh, that I was writing on and and you have to go back and think okay well the, the you, you were programming in zeros and ones no that... it wasn't that old <laughs> no a little bit more advanced than that but it's it's you know you really have to go back with ladder logic and 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 write your equations yes. out how you're going to how you're going to work it and then and then look at the at the syntax as as what's in the how it's written who put it together and thankfully, the the predecessors that I had working on my systems, uh, 
a standardized a lot of, of what they wrote, you know, and then I was able to to fit my code in there and figure it out. But now you got to go test it. Like everything you put in there, you got to make sure it's going to work. Yeah. And, you know, when you're dealing with a life safety system, those are people's lives on the got line. Got to. It's got to work. work. It's got to work every time. It's got to work without fail. Yep. Um, part of the reason that I do fire and that I've always loved fire, and I don't want to go into a long rant about it, but I always have an assistant troubleshooting with me. <laughs> I've got this machine. Unlike other technology I've worked on, this thing's constantly telling me what's right and what's wrong. Yep. Constantly going, yep. hey, man, you've opened... What are you doing here? You've got an open <laughs> service. I'm not seeing this. And so I've explained that to my students going like, this thing's helping you. Other technology doesn't do that. It just doesn't work. And you're yep. you're beating your head against the wall. My technology goes, I don't work and this is why I don't yep. work. <laughs> this is what my problem appears to be. I have systems <clears throat> that have training wheels. I don't know what you have, but uh, <laughs> mine helps me. We were we were talking about curriculum and uh and I, I wanted to take some time to to re to rehit that, okay? Because I know that I've worked diligently on uh, the specialized controls curriculum mm-hmm. piece. Like, and I wanted to really sit down and write that. Like, I I I totally want to sit down and write all of what it takes to do that. And it turns out that I can be an okay electrician and an okay writer, but doing both of them at the same time. Huh. Is, yes. So yes. you wrote. Did you did. not write a textbook? I did. How how'd that work out for you? Well, let's say <laughs> I, I, overall, I, I'm 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 pleased with the way it turned out. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I was going to get it done in about four months, not two years. <laughs> so, so your so your timelines are off. Oh, and it's yeah, it's you end up finding that you know it's you, you when you start thinking about it, you got all this. I got this all this extra mm-hmm. time I'd be able to do on the weekend. I can do this a couple hours a night. It, on these nights, and you start figuring, oh, I can, I got a lot of time. I can do this, and reality starts to hit, and there's not, there's something that comes up on a weekend mm-hmm. day. You know, you got something else you're supposed to have done, and that time, reality of that time available just shrinks. Do you get the stink eye from your better half looking at you going, uh, Why are you? Uh, not too much because she knows the passion I have for making mm-hmm. the industry better. Okay, then maybe she can. Talk to talk to your my wife. <laughs> well, you know, too much. There is times that too much. You know, it's but. it's it's no. It, uh, the the I think the the issue is is I I I could write all the time. I can sit down and write all the time. But you know, you can't mix that and you know going no. to work and you can't have a real, that needs to be your job. It needs to be your job. Yeah, and 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 so curriculum development to me is is something like like now where we're writing the the outline of what we want and then handing it over to a technical writer who can actually fill it out and then we can edit it and go back and say, you know, you hit, the, you hit it here and you didn't hit it there. Um, I think that's a, that's a good way to go. I just, I just wish I could, I wish I could crank these things out faster. Oh, certainly, certainly. Yeah. And, and it, that's kind of a way of getting you to be a, a writer without having to do the writing. Mm-hmm. All your ideas get put in there. You can be the, the, the editor of it, the technical editor of it. So, yeah, you're not really punching in the keypad in the words, but uh, overall it's the content that you're after. Which, That's which the key. is Which is the key. Yeah. And honestly, uh, I've looked at my writing, my technical writing, and then I've looked at technical writers and said, well, I really missed the mark there. You know, and it's not as easy as I thought it was. No, so, I mean, not. I can technically write a page out of this is how you, you do whatever. But when you're going to write 30 or 50 or 100 pages of that, 
um, you need to really be good at it and you need to be efficient yep. and you need to watch what your tenses are. That's another thing is I, when I went to write, I was like, my tenses are all over the place. I'm talking, <laughs> what, what, you know, and you've got to go back to, to college or back to, you know, school to really remember is just exactly what I'm trying to do here. And fortunately having, we have an editor in place as well mm-hmm. from a, a, an English editing, you know, the, the grammar, I should say not English, but the grammar editing yeah. of it. And, and she's uh, scary good, by the way. She is. She's and, scary good. And thank goodness, because in doing some of that writing, I make a lot of assumptions you know something. <laughs> and from the brand new person, that's not necessarily the case, and she catches that. Yeah, I, I noticed that, too, because the piece I wrote for her, she was like, yeah, it was okay. And I was like, oh, <laughs> where was it failing at? And man, it, it was like, you know. She was spot on. Yes, she is. She was spot on. Yep. And she's got a degree from, I guess a master's from John Hopkins. Hopkins. I think yeah. so, yeah. John Hopkins. John Hopkins. <laughs> which I thought it was, a, as soon as she said John Hopkins, I went, well, it's a medical place, isn't it? Like an idiot, right? Like that's all they, that's all that comes out of John Hopkins or, or, or other doctors. But yeah, she's really a talent. So nice, nice. So yeah, that's, that's nice because currently with the program, we have to have a core. Okay. There, to register the program in apprenticeship with the state, there has to be an established core curriculum. And we've been utilizing uh, another particular party's core curriculum, which didn't get updated very often. Right, because one of the books I teach from is is that very old. Yeah. And I have to tell my students that, okay, this is pull start because it hasn't been updated in a while, that kind of a thing. So... A couple of versions ago, I got involved to try and help get the technology and the content in there mm-hmm. to really to be able to instruct a class on. And then I got involved this last go around as well with them and updated, help update to the current technology. It's much better than it's ever been, but that's their horse. Mm-hmm. We got our own horse that we're trying to do now. And I think that's the the right way is to create our own content material for mm-hmm. the program that we have 100% control over. I agree. Uh, changes, technology, uh, code updates, all of that stuff can be done as needed rather than waiting that technological eternity for the other publisher at their mercy to update their content. And the last one was eight years, and eight years in this industry yeah, is that's, ev- that's forever. Yeah, that's a that's a lifetime. It, it really, really is in this industry. And, and now the exception would be fire, which moves at a at a glacial pace. And I, I understand that. Yep. I mean, and 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 we all in the fire fire monkeys all know that. I mean, we're. I have to be proficient in something that is built in the in the eighties. Sure, sure, but you're seeing you're still seeing new technology come in. It's creeping in, It's too. creeping in. And I think the only reason why we don't see it faster in the fire alarm world is this all got to be UL listed. And so yep. the manufacturers are not going to UL list something unless they they know they've got a, a product that's going to hit it because of all the cost of the UL, of the UL yep. testing. 100% of the time. 100% of the time. And, of course, some manufacturers face plants, some manufacturers don't. And so, but you you know, what you wind up seeing in the fire industry, and that may be another reason why I... I um, I kind of like it is that is that it 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 does move slower where if I look at IP cameras that technology is is 
and 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 bird technology is just so well. I, I tell you, the other one is is home home automation. What Jesse's doing, yep. and, and 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 with Myriad and stuff like that. Uh, I have Jesse was the only instructor I ever knew who was teaching this and and really worked in that field. And I've had I think three students in the last two classes who are also in that field that that, that are in parallel companies doing doing yeah. that. And that is everything from running your you know your 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 drapes up and down in your McMansion to completely running the whole show. Yeah. And some of the stuff that I have seen. Uh, Jesse show me on the iPad uh, is jaw dropping, and I in here I'm back here clanking rocks, going oh the wire the class A for the fire system, and he's going look man, well I can log in here and control everything in this house, you know until we turn it over to the client. This is this is everything. I I find it uh, it was astounding. It was even when the even even when he set up this this surround sound. It was 11.3. I don't know what 11.3 is. It sounds pretty bad. <laughs> I mean, bad as in good. Uh, and I, so I stepped into his lab to watch a video of um, of Unbroken, a piece of the movie Unbroken. And uh, the one scene that he was showing was where the, the Bombay doors wouldn't come up on the B-24 and the navigators are beating them with his, you know, he's mm -hmm. trying to get the doors to close and a, and a, and a, uh, a Japanese fighter takes a shot at him and the bullet whizzes right past the guy. And I thought I had PTSD at the end of that. I mean, it, the bullet went right in front of me. I could, I could say, I could hear it. And Jesse's laughing because, you know, here I'm, how do I know? <laughs> a fire monkey, good. Sometimes a wire smoke attacker. But he uh, really, uh, I mean, that is one technology that I can see advancing All super time. fast. Well, and some of the stuff when you stick it in, you know, you it's it's pretty much it's almost out of date when you installed it. That's crazy. That's crazy. But I do know when I go through like Costco and I see all of these components and some of that stuff is is I guess it it interfaces I don't even know the technology names. That's yeah. how that's how that's how little of it I, I Yeah, know. the in, the integration between the, them and all that, but careful buying products from right from places places, from places, like that. That, places that may not integrate the way you think that's true longevity yeah you get what you pay for <laughs> i just find it i just find that that uh what he was doing i thought was really unique years ago before he started teaching with us and now it's it's commonplace yep. like like it's everybody and not everybody's doing it, but but it's but there's more and more and more moving of that and if you think about it, I think COVID probably did that part of the industry more good than yeah, harm. Yeah. Because if you if you can go out to the movies, you can absolutely put in a, you know, a yep. OLED, OLED TV and build it up yourself. Well, and I'm seeing more of this programming to be not so restrictive. Oh, really? You know, by, by a manufacturer brand or something like that. The door pretty much... Some of the stuff you create the scenarios. You know the you build what it is you want the system to do. You're not stuck to drop down menu choices. Yeah. It's like you want you want you if you want that feature you create it and then point to that feature. Huh. That's so cool. It's it's really opening the doors. Which programming it, it you're you're 
You're going to have to be almost an IT person mm-hmm. along with this anymore. I, I don't disagree with that. I know that um, I, at my last company, I worked with a gentleman who was our IT professional, and he he says, "Oh, I'm a hobbyist on the side." Well, you know, what do you, what do you, what's a, what do you hobby? What do you do? And he would bring in like an Arduino, and he would program it, do all kinds of stuff, or you know, one of these little computers or or a Pi or something like that, a Raspberry Pi. And uh, he was doing stuff that, I, I mean, was jaw-dropping. It was jaw-dropping. And and the at one point, we needed a way to take information out of an EST3 fire panel, move it over to SMS texting, and send it out. And he built the machine to do that. Wow. <laughs> and it worked. I mean, it wasn't just like he built it. He built it, tweaked it, worked it, which means he had it understand the language that the EST was talking in, mm-hmm. which was like a C++ derivative. And then um, the output, pick it up with this Arduino, flip it over to SMS, and he bought the SMS SIM card, the chips, the, ch- the right chipsets and the right SIM cards to piece it all together so they could use the thing. And oh. it came out in a box that he put it together. It took him a couple months. This guy drove tanks in the Marine Corps. So we're not, you know, if you could, if you, if you can go to the Marines, drive a tank, walk out, be an IT professional, which he is. I mean, besides that, he's excellent, he's excellent with, with, with Windows products as well. And then at home, build Arduinos and, and make these things. And his current project, I was involved in it for a little while, but it was a, um, a search and rescue um, aircraft. Uh, UAV. Yeah. Yeah. Vertical launch. Like, just goes up and flies, and it's got a IR sensor and a whole nine yards. I just didn't have the time for for participating in it, so I had to kind of back out. Yeah. But, yeah, all – and so you can see where now – I mean, when I was a kid, we were still doing through the whole electronics and piecing together – it's old stuff, and yeah. now these folks are putting together s- small subsystems to make a complete assembly of some yep. sort, and I think that's exactly what's going on with Jesse in this yep. home automation technology. Unbelievable. Yep. What an exciting industry. What an exciting, what a place to be. Yep. I, I see it, I see the future is very bright for us, I really, really do. Yep. And with Oregon, with all the rules that we have to jump through with the state of Oregon, um, does 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 they do the state uh, do they even realize what they have created here that that they've created something that really a lot of other places just don't have? Uh, I don't think they know. I really okay. don't. I think they've just they've created for the revenue, mm-hmm. and I don't really real. I don't think they realize that uh, this in other states could take off like it does. So far, I don't know very very few states have a state license in this industry in our industry. On the electrical side, I did not know that. On the electrical side, yeah, it's pretty much mm-hmm. almost every state requires it. Some still don't, but the company, somebody on the company, still has to be licensed. So, but California doesn't require a license for this. For this, no. No kidding. I mean, they they push for it, but at this point, no. Man, do you think that that would they would be one of the first to jo- adopt something like that? I know Washington does because I'm obviously licensed well, up there. And, and there's pushes, you know. There's mm-hmm. other con, you know, um, training associations that are into getting into California trying to push for it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I would expect at some point it does. But it's, I mean, 
you you've seen it as well when companies get these national contracts they fly through here and they're in and out in the day and you yep. come behind and see the work that they've yep. done yep you can tell they weren't licensed yeah, you can tell that they didn't know what they were doing <laughs> in my industry we call them trunk slammers <laughs> but uh we we followed behind a couple of trunk slammers in, in my last company that that you know simple things like you'd push reset and it wouldn't reset yeah. you had to you know and my techs are going well gee yeah you didn't hit it with resettable 24 let me help you out with that you know those kind of things i, I know that with washington we wanted to uh i know that i'm qualified to teach up there i think you are too your yes. resume was accepted mine was too so we could we could at some point teach for the ELO 6 program up there um you know and and my experience in washington has been that they're much more restrictive and their licensing and their continuing ed, yes, um, than much more than than Oregon. It takes you got to jump through a lot of hoops to get a license in Oregon, and once you do, your continuing ed requirements are pretty low. Yep. Where in Washington, you have to jump through all these hoops to get your license, then you got to do a lot of continuing ed, and and then that's still not enough. Like in Vancouver, where you have to really get more, you know, yeah. get their special endorsements to do work up in there. So and a nice at level two. Yep. So I I find that that uh, that uh, our friends to the north, uh, even even in their uh, jurisdictional requirements, like the state fire marshal up there, uh, is is actually ahead of the curve. And Oregon, the state fire marshal here, fully admitted that yeah, the way that Washington is doing, looking comprehensively, looking at a building, for example. Fire alarm systems, fire dampers, fire smoke dampers, door closings correctly, seals on the doors, seals and penetrations on firewalls, everything. They're looking at everything. And the state fire marshal of Oregon says that's where we need to be. That's yeah. in the same exact place. Yep, they're not. <laughs> no, but they're <laughs> but but I uh, but you know, I've always told my students that if you're going to be in an industry, be in an industry that is well regulated because even if the economy does happen to turn south, they still have to have yep. you know, yep. us out there doing our work. That's right. Yeah. So let me, let me close out. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, I certainly appreciate you spending some time with me today. Oh, awesome. my pleasure. And, hope, uh, I, hope I get to come back sometime and talk more. I would love more. to have you back. I would love to have this you is, back. This is good talks, and I, we got... You and I got a lot of stories and a lot more anyway. So We could tell some pretty <laughs> raucous stories, I'm afraid, that they, well, there might be a lot of bleeping. <laughs> <laughs> they might. Uh, I don't think they have enough hard drive space here. <laughs> to, to cat, we could sit here and chat and chat for hours. So. I would like that, though. <laughs> well, uh, uh, yeah, you're invited back anytime, oh, Dave. My pleasure. I'd, like, I'd love to come back. So. And, uh, well, thank you for being a part of the show. All right. I hope this is very successful. Me too. Thanks.